Hello everyone, my name is Rick, Rick van Bruggen from Neo4j, and I am super excited to be on this uh, um, podcast recording together with my dear friend Stefan Wendin. Hi Stefan. Hello Rick, uh, nice to see you again and uh, nice meeting up there in person the other week, uh, yeah, super that cool. that was great, that was fantastic, we actually got the chance to see each other live, right? Uh, but today we're not going to be face to face, we're actually remote on, a, on two sides of a Zoom call and we are embarking on a quest, right? So that's a, a little bit of a special thing that me and Stefan have um, been creating all summer. Uh, this is the first episode of a multi-episode series. And what are we going to do? This is actually a little bit of an experiment and, you know, I'm hoping it will turn out well. We've prepared for it, uh, but it's going to be all about graph value, right? What we want to do in the next couple of series is to explore together with each other and with you to explore and to document and to structure our thinking about how do we get graphs, these wonderful structures that we all know and love, um, how do we get them to deliver value for an organization, right? And that's a big ask. That's a big assignment. We're going to be uh, exploring this for a number of different angles over a number of different weeks, over a number of different uh, episodes. We're going to be writing about this. We're going to be publishing articles about this. And hopefully also we're going to be able to present this on a number of different fora um, because we think it's important. You know, uh, graphs uh, have a lot of value, but it's very poorly understood in many cases. So we're embarking on this journey. Um, bear with us. It's going to take a couple of weeks. And today is the first episode, right? So it's the first episode where we're going to be publishing um, uh, a little bit of uh, our thinking around graph value. So the first question. Yeah, the first on. question. Why the heck uh, do we do this quest for graph value, I guess? Uh, <laughs> that's my first question. I, I think that's, that's enough to double down on. There's a lot there, right? I mean, why is this important? Why do we need to have a, a quest for graph value? Why are, why are we so eager to document it? Well, multiple things here. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll start with my first big thought about this. I and mean, we can talk a little bit about it, right, Stefan? Yeah. Um, but the first big thought here is that you know we've been publishing everywhere that graphs, you know, property graphs specifically, are actually super multifunctional, multi-faceted, uh, and you can use them for, you know, almost everything. You know, graphs are everywhere. We have these beautiful little stickers that we put on our laptops. You know, it's it's actually really fascinating. It's a multi-purpose, multifunctional data structure that has so many different use cases. But the question obviously is, you know, is it valuable? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Is it is it worth anything? Right? And and I think we're trying to answer that question whether or not um, it's it's useful for someone to use a data structure like graphs for a particular use case. Right? I mean, you've seen this in multiple yeah. cases, right, Stefan? There's there's use cases where it fits well, and there's use cases where it fits a little bit less well, you know? Yeah, no, but uh, totally. And basically, I, I guess, uh, trying to go from a Swiss army knife, because you can apply graphs to everywhere, but kind of figure out where to use it and 
kind of go from from this idea of the jack of all trades uh, to the jack of all values maybe could be uh, uh, a way of thinking here so uh, super interesting looking in into that uh, and it's totally kind of as you say it's almost like it's this kind of curse uh, mm. and um I don't know how how much time do you spend on this? Uh, I'm super curious since you are also part of the sales and operations. Uh. Yeah, no, I, I really, I mean, I think it's the heart of um, our work as well, as salespeople, but also, I mean, I want to I want to call myself more than a salesperson. I want to call myself like a problem solver for clients. Good. Uh, in, in it, it was a, it was a trap. No, <laughs> but it's 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 I think. In, in the, the core of what I need to do as a, as a salesperson for for our clients is really to help them understand that you know this thing is valuable, right? And, yeah. and we also we I, I don't know I don't know if you've actually um, ever seen uh, Emil, our CEO, and uh, for example Philip Rathley, uh, our head of product management. He talks about this all the time. It's a, we call it the graph problem problem. <laughs> Oh, classic! <laughs> right, it's a, it's you know the problem of identifying graph problems, right? So that's the graph problem problem, uh, and and I and I think it's a valuable thing to to think about, you know, because for us, um, we need to, you know, in order for NFJ to flourish and to be used in so many different uh, um, uh, environments as possible, we need to find more. Graph problems, right? Because graph problems mm. are inherently going to be solved with graph technology. But I, I find that you know the key to solving the graph problem problem uh, is that we need to understand what you know what value is associated with our solution. Uh, so I, I, I guess the quest for graph value, the first and primary reason why I think we we need to we need to be able to do this is because. Um, Otherwise, if we don't answer this with a value case, graphs are never going to go anywhere significantly. They're not going to become like a, a major force in data or data modeling uh, in our industry. We need to be able to demonstrate value. If we don't demonstrate value, it's not going to go anywhere. Simple as that, right? Yeah, no, no, totally, uh, totally uh, see myself in that as well. And, and I'm going to second what you say. I usually say I'm the worst salesperson ever. However, I'm extremely good at showing value and then people happen to buy. Because I think for me, that is that's the only way to do it. Like double down on the value case and try to figure out and, and spend time thinking about it. Because... You know, we have this idea of, especially within data, but I would also argue in in human life, uh, this idea or mental model of tables, boxes, uh, yeah, yeah. and it's so inherent in the way we think. So, so we already kind of gave up the idea of a networking graph. So, we immediately go to the oh, I'm going to put this in this box. It doesn't matter if it's a fraudulent use case, behavior prediction, or whatever it is. It's back to the box idea, right? Uh, yep. But there's also this other thing uh, that I know that you spend a lot of time on uh, thinking of this. Uh, you were, you know where I'm going, so uh, maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe you can just spit it out. Then. Well, I, I, I guess the second reason why I think a quest for 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 graph value is really useful is is um, uh, maybe I'll just explain this in my in my uh, my my personal term terminology here. 
Um, I'm a salesperson, and my favorite sales book in the world is uh, a book by Mark Miller, which is called Selling is Dead. <laughs> oh, right? Selling is uh, Dead. Very good title. Right? It's, it's, a, it's a fairly old book. It's like 20 years old or whatever, but I still believe in it wholeheartedly. And what Mark Miller um, is basically articulating in that book is the fact that as a technology salesperson, as a technology um, problem solver, you need to understand this fundamental idea um, that was first uh, articulated by Kahneman and Tversky. They got a Nobel Prize for this, um, which is prospect theory. Mm. And this has nothing to do with prospecting, right? Uh, it has everything to do with how people evaluate uh, their prospects, right? So their future, right? And their yeah. decisions that they need to make about their future in times of uncertainty, right? Uh, and that's it's a fascinating domain. It's 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 uh, I love this uh, this uh, so much uh, because I think it's so applicable and it helps you understand how people think about investing into graph technology um, uh, from 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 every angle, right? Uh, so prospect theory, just briefly trying to articulate this, prospect theory is this idea that when you're faced with uncertainty, right? When when uh, when you're when you're trying to make a decision about something that you don't have all the information about, you don't know all the data, right? Uh, what humans tend to do, right? And this is not up for debate, right? This has been proven time and time again. It's just a scientific fact. Um, humans tend to undervalue the the, the returns, the, the the benefits of a particular decision, right? So they think actually that the returns of a particular decision are going to be a little bit lower than that they, what they are really going to be. And they overvalue the costs of that particular decision. They think that it's going to be a little bit more expensive than it's actually going to be. So we're actually predictably irrational here, right? We, we do this all the time when we face an a decision that is about our future and is based on incomplete, uncertain information, we're, that's what we're going to do. You know, and this is a little bit the uh, uh, fight or flee, uh, primal brain type of uh, uh, thing. You know, we, in order to protect ourselves, in order to be successful as a species, um, we're going to err on the safe side, right? We're going to, yeah. you know, make a decision that is a little bit, you know, thinking about benefits a little bit lower and thinking about costs a bit higher, right? But what that means for a technology decision, right? What, am I going to solve this technology problem with graphs, yes or no? That's my decision that I need to make. Yeah. And there's plenty of uncertainty in that decision, right? There's a lot yeah. of things that I don't know about that decision. I'm going to under-evaluate the benefits and over-evaluate the costs again, yeah. right? So uh, prospect theory is what's going to drive this primal, you know, uh, uh, reptile brain kind of uh, decision uh, that we are going to make and we're going to obviously make some mistakes, right? So when I talk about a quest for graph value, the, one of the main reasons why I want to do that is because I want people to understand that we need to do this differently. We need, mm -hmm. to, we need to think about graph value in a different ways, in a different way. And it's not up for debate. It's, a, it's just the way 
humans work and uh, you know successful uh, project managers salespeople technologists that want to work with graphs better realize this yeah it it uh, what comes in mind is that we almost have a you know the the graph problem problem but we have the prospect problem theory theory or something right because as we talked about this i also see that a lot of people like having a challenge adapting this mindset because there is a risk Mm -hmm. there's an uncertainty in here as well so uh, as you were speaking it was just uh, become very clear to me the the way i usually explain it is uh, with allowance Uh, i uh, have two kids imaginary kids Uh, one is going to call muhammad and one is going to call sara Uh, in this experiment, they're gonna have. Uh, I'm gonna go to Mohammed, and I'm gonna give Mohammed 50 euros. He will be like super happy because that's uh, five times more than he usually gets. Yep. Uh, as you know, I don't have kids, so I don't know uh, <laughs> how much allowance they have. Hypothetical. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so he gets 50. He's super happy about it, and go like, "Wow, I'm gonna buy uh, whatever candy for it." Uh, and then I go to Sara, my other kid, and to her. I give a uh, hundred euro. I give two fifty euro bills, and she goes like, "Mohammed, look, I'm doubling down on you. I got so much more. This is going to be success." But then, since I am such a bad father, I'm just going to go say, "Sorry, I just messing with you. Give me uh, one back." And now they both have fifty. Mohammed, in this case, is happy. Sora is like grumpy because she. She yeah. had a hundred, but now she only have fifty. Yeah, yeah. uh, it doesn't matter that it's completely fair, which it is by numbers, yeah. but it's just this idea of things. So um, I think it's a super interesting theory to also like apply on yourself, apply on on conversations, uh, because in the in the world, I mean, pretty much everything is uncertain when we think about it, and mm-hmm. we we try to make sense of it, and this is why we have this reptile or reflex or uh, yeah. you know. I think it's fascinating because you know we, in my ever since I re- I read that book that Mark Miller book Selling Is Dead, it's it's like I see it everywhere. You know, it's like yeah. I I every single prospect that I talk to, every single you know community member that I that I see struggling. You know, I mean I see it everywhere, and not just with graphs. I see it with. You know, people, you know, buying their first car, or I see it with, you know, people having trouble deciding on their next bike, or you know, all of that stuff. Every time you need to make a decision about a, that, that, where the criteria or the decision-making uh, information is uncertain, you—that's what people do, and they yeah. do it all, all the time. It's so obvious, and 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 so as as we want to get better at you know articulating value right i think we need to think about it we just need to think about it and be conscious about it you know it's a it's a it's an obvious thing to do and it changes the world when you when you actually see it and when you actually see it uh, play out i think it's uh, extremely fascinating but uh, cool uh, on the topic of uh, uncertainty that we covered uh, any kind of tips on how to kind of deal with uh, such a thing 
as in the next episode. <laughs> Oof, bummer. I was so curious Boom. for <laughs> exactly for it. Uh, cliffhanger. We're, we're going to come back to that for sure. I mean, there are the good news is, is that there are really good ways of dealing with that, and I think there's. Uh, we'll talk a lot more about that. And again, you know, I think part part of the reason for doing this quest, for doing these series, is that we want to be specific and give tangible. Um, yeah. uh, you know, tips really to to help few people solve that. But I did have another uh, reason why I wanted to go on a, on a quest. If if, if you don't. Oh know yeah, you I want to know. Let me know. <laughs> I did have. I, I mean, I, yeah, I have a third reason. Uh, You're why. not buying a new bike, right? I have to call your wife if that's the case. Okay, good. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, the third re- reason why I I, um, I wanted to do these series and, and talk about graph value is because, you know, you know me a little bit, and I think the audience knows me a little bit. I, I love technology. I'm a little bit of a geek, and I, you know, I got lost in sales, and, and I love uh, the technical parts of it. I write about it. I, you know, I do all kinds of stuff. When I, I'm tinkering with Cypher when I have a free moment. Uh, it's... it's um, it's really something that I, 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 I enjoy doing. And I see around me that there's a lot of technical people that love graphs, mm. right? So there's, uh, and this is part of, partly it's, it's actually intentional on, 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 our, on our behalf, right? On, on the F4J's behalf. Um, we actually believe that graphs um, are super, super interesting from a technical point of view and that the technical value will translate into um, business value uh, mm. in reality. Right? But I think um, therein lies a little bit of, an, of a challenge. You know, the fact yeah. that we have technical people, you know, whether you're a programmer or a mathematician or you know, some kind of an analytical uh, biologist or wh- whatever it is that your background is, but you're kind of technical, right? And you're yeah. flocking to graphs. You love graphs, right? I see this all the time. You know, there's like these Neo4j fans uh, in the community and they're usually quite technical, right? And I love technical people. I mean, I'm probably one of them myself you know i got lost yeah totally you're hopeless (laughs) that's why i ended up here as well so yeah exactly that's true uh but you know that's usually where the conversation about graphs starts right and and there's a little bit of a challenge in there because if i know technical people in any way i also find that they're usually not the best communicators Right? Yeah. Uh, and I and I don't mean this in a in a nasty way. I think it's a it's almost like a compliment, right? Because they yeah. they they have a very particular mindset, um, uh, just like you know some commercial you know vacuum cleaner salespeople will have uh, a particular mindset. You know, we're all a little bit different. But yeah. the fundamental uh, um, uh, reason why I think this quest for graph value needs to address this point is that. If it's only the technical people that are going to look at this and find value in graphs, then, and they are not able to articulate it in a way that resonates with less technical people, then yeah. again, we have a little bit of an issue, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. We're going to get limited. We're just going to get limited in, in what we can bring to the table, what we can deliver to, to the world. Um, 
So, so I feel that with this series, I want to address that third point as well to try and help technical practitioners, people, data scientists, developers, you know, uh, salespeople that got lost in technology, you know, whoever they are. But I want to try and help them find a structured way to articulate graph value. Right, um, and, and and that's a, that's a really important piece, you know. And I, I don't want that to be a nasty conversation, but I think it's something that we should just recognize. I mean, if we yeah. keep assuming that practitioners, practitioners, and technical people are going to be, you know, fantastic at articulating graph value, I think we're pipe dreaming. You know, it doesn't work that way. Uh, yeah, no, totally. And uh, looking back to my career. Uh, uh, what most people don't know is uh, I'm a super introvert. Uh, back in the days, I hated talking to people. Uh, I I just want to be left alone in my little lab where I can build my things. It doesn't matter if it's a music instrument or building a like a film camera, whatever it is. I just want to fiddle around with my stuff uh, and build cool things and don't be bothered. Right? I don't want to do presentations. I don't want to. I don't. Wanna, most of the time don't want to attend even to to the meeting if I look back to my younger self. But during that journey, I kind of always work with someone that was very good to pitch it. Uh, When you have that person, I mean, it can be, you know, Steve Jobs and Walls or whatever kind of combination you want to go with. Uh, When you are aligned and sync, magical things happen, right? But also in that, I learned that I cannot be dependent on other people because if I want to build things that are cool, I need to start to articulate that. So from, from my point, I'm just going to share all the stuff that I learned and what helped me because at the end of the day, uh, the way I kind of look at my job nowadays is very much like, uh, you know, curling. Uh, yeah. So the practitioner is the one shooting away the, uh, I don't know, it's uh, what's it called in English, but uh, shooting away the object. And I'm the one with the broom there, uh, paving the way and making sure that... Uh, sharing the knowledge that we have. And I think your background is uh, super useful for this. So uh, it, for me, and not even in the ballpark of becoming nasty, it's two guys sharing with uh, the love for graphs, all the stuff that helped us on this journey. So uh, basically Absolutely. just bridging bridging the graphs. So. Yep. And I think we've come up with a little bit of a game plan to do this, right? Uh, uh, so there's at least four, maybe five more episodes that we're going to be uh, publishing. Um, so what we're going to do next episode is try to sketch out, you know, how can you find graph value? You know, how can you really map it out and and, and identify it? Um, then we're going to spend some time... Um, on you know building the case for graph value you know just how do you articulate it right so mm-hmm. it's all f- fair and well that you have found the the or that you've solved the graph problem problem but you know and you found the graph value but how do you build the case for it right yeah totally. and then of course you know we need to articulate the case we need to present it in a meaningful way and then I guess uh, the last or, or, you know, we're going to try and bring, bring it back together by articulating how we build it, like how we, yeah. how do we achieve it, the graph value. That's the plan. S- sounds like a plan. Uh, also, do we have any conclusions uh, for this? <laughs> I guess, you know, we're, it's a little bit of an experiment, but I'm, I'm super excited about it. We're, we're building a lot of content that I'm hoping will be 
really useful for not just um, you know commercial organizations, but also community. You know, people that are doing graphs for good, or you know, wherever they are, and and and, and doing doing their own projects. Um, but I think it's. Uh, I'm hoping it will be an interesting journey. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, me too. I, I I think we could say that we have a hypothesis of uh, that we need to kind of be better and create a more structured approach uh, to graph value. And now it's time for us to uh, justify or falsify that. So let's see yep. how that goes. Uh, it has been a wonderful time chatting to you, Rick, uh, as always. I think we for once kind of kept it calm and structured. So uh, we're gonna What's tick. Up with that? We're gonna tick one of those boxes. Uh, people might not know who we are now, uh, but uh, super good. Uh, thanks a lot. Thank you, and I'll speak to you on the next episode. Thanks, everyone. Have a nice day.